Hello, my friends. This is Nikki. Welcome to Learning About the Lord. Today we're going to be talking about Jesus speaking to a Roman soldier about what the soul is. So the Gentiles, those who were not Jewish, did not know what souls were in the way that God intended us to know what our soul is. So today we're going to hear from Maria Valtorta's Poem of the Man-God, Volume 1, How Jesus Explains a Soul to a Gentile. We begin with Jesus at the gate, waiting for the gates to open. He's with Simon Zelot and John. When the gates open, the crowd presses around him, and a Roman soldier runs towards him and greets him. Hail, Galilean, he says. Tell these restless people to be less rebellious. They complain of us, but they do nothing but curse us and disobey, and they say it is a form of cult for them. What religion have they got if it is based on disobedience? So the Roman soldiers complaining that the Jews complain about the presence of the Romans in Jerusalem. And Jesus says to the soldier, Bear with them, my soldier. They are like those who have a guest in their house who is not wanted, but is stronger than they are, and they can only take vengeance with their tongues and by being spiteful. Yes, says the soldier, but we must do our duty, and so we have to punish them, and thus we become more and more the unwanted guest. You are right, says the Lord. You must do your duty, but do it always with humanity. You should always say, if I were in their position, what would I do? You will then see that you feel pity for the subjects. And the Roman soldier says, I like to hear you speak. You are free from contempt and haughtiness. The other Palestinians spit at us and loathe us, unless they can skin us properly for a woman or some purchase. Then the gold of Rome is no longer loathsome. Men are men, soldier, says the Lord. Yes, says the soldier, and man is a bigger liar than a monkey. It is not pleasant, however, to be among those who are like snakes lying in wait. We also have homes, mothers, wives, and children, and our lives are dear to us. There you are, says Jesus. If everybody remembered that, there would be no more hatred. So Jesus is referring to the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. And he's also referring to his law of love thy neighbor as thyself. He continues speaking with the Roman soldier, and he says, You asked, What religion have they? I will answer you, A holy religion which prescribes as first commandment love for God and for our neighbor, a religion that teaches obedience to the laws, also of enemy countries, because Listen, my brothers in Israel, nothing happens unless God permits it. Also dominations, a misfortune without equal for a people. But if that people should examine itself in all fairness, almost always they should say that they brought on such a misfortune by their way of living contrary to God. Remember the prophets, how many times have they spoken about that? How often have they shown with past present and future events that a ruler is a punishment, the lash of chastisement on the back of an ungrateful son. And how many times have they taught how to avoid it, 
by going back to the Lord. Neither rebellion nor war cure wounds or tears, neither do they undo chains. To live as just people does all that. Then God intervenes. And what can arms and armies do against the splendor of the angelical cohorts fighting for good people? Have we been struck? Let us deserve to be no longer so by living as children of God. Do not double your chains by committing new sins. Do not allow the Gentiles to think that you are without any religion or more pagan than they are because of your way of living. You are the people who received the law from God himself. Respect it. Get the rulers to bow down before your chains, saying, They are subjects, but they are greater than we are, of a greatness that is not based on numbers, money, arms, power, but on the fact that they come from God. Here shines the divine paternity of a perfect, holy, powerful God. Here is the sign of a real divinity. It shines through its children. And may they meditate on that and come to the truth of the true God, abandoning their errors. Everyone, even the poorest, the most ignorant amongst the people of God, can be a teacher to a Gentile by his way of living and can preach God to the heathens by the deeds of a holy life. Go, says Jesus, peace be with you. Simon Zelot says, Judas Iscariot is late, and also the shepherds. Are you expecting someone, Galileon? asks the soldier who has been listening carefully. Some friends, says the Lord. Come into the cool of the passageway, says the soldier. The sun is hot from the very early hours. Are you going to town? No, says the Lord. I am going back to Galilee. On foot? asks the soldier. I am poor, says the Lord. On foot. Are you married? asks the soldier. I have my mother, says the Lord. Also I, says the soldier. Come, if you do not loathe us as the others do. And Jesus says, Only sin disgusts me. The soldier looks at him, surprised and thoughtful. We will never have to interfere with you, he says. Our swords will never be lifted against you. You are good, but the others... What is your name? Jesus, says the Lord. Ah, you are the one who works miracles, also on deceased people. I thought you were only a magician. We have some, too. But ours cannot cure sick people. How do you do it? Jesus smiles and is silent. Do you use magic words? Have you ointments of dead people's marrows, dried snakes reduced to powder, magic stones taken from the python's caves? None of that, says the Lord. I have only my power. Then you really are a saint, says the soldier. We have the haruspices and the vestals, and some of them work wonders, and they say that they are the most holy ones. But do you believe it? They are worse than the rest. Well then, says the Lord, why do you venerate them? Well, says the soldier, because it is the religion of Rome. And if a citizen does not respect the religion of his country, how can he respect Caesar, his fatherland, and so on, many things? Jesus stares at the soldier. Truly you are well advanced on the way of justice. Proceed, O soldier. 
and you will get to know what your soul feels it has in itself without being able to give a name to it. Soul, says the soldier, what is it? And Jesus says, when you die, where will you go? Who knows, says the soldier, I don't know. If I die as a hero on the funeral pyre of heroes, if I am a poor old man, a mere nothing, perhaps I will rot in my hole or on the side of a road. And the Lord says, That is as far as your body is concerned, but where will your soul go? And the soldier says, I don't know whether all men have a soul or only those destined by Jupiter to the Elysian fields after a wonderful life unless he takes them up to Olympus, as it happened to Romulus. And Jesus says, Every man has a soul, and it is the thing that distinguishes men from animals. Would you like to be a horse, or a bird, a fish, flesh, that dying is only rot? Oh no, says the soldier, I am a man, and I prefer to be such. Well, says the Lord, what makes you a man? is your soul. Without it, you would be nothing more than a speaking animal. And where is it? asks the soldier. What is it like? It has no body, says Jesus, but it exists. It is in you. It comes from him who created the world and goes back to him after the death of the body. From the God of Israel, according to you, says the Roman soldier. From the only one eternal supreme God, Lord and creator of the universe, says Jesus. And also a poor soldier like me has a soul and it goes back to God, asks the soldier. Yes, says the Lord, also a poor soldier and his soul will have God as a friend if it was always good or God as a punisher if it was bad. I am going now, soldier. Be good, says the Lord. Will I not see you again? I would like to know, says the soldier. And Jesus answers, I will stay in Galilee until September. Come if you can. At Capernaum or Nazareth, anyone will tell you where I am. At Capernaum, ask for Simon Peter. At Nazareth, for Mary of Joseph. She is my mother. Come, I will speak to you of the true God. I will come, says the soldier, if I can, and if you come back, remember Alexander. I belong to the Jerusalem century. Suddenly a slender smiling girl makes her way through the group and throws herself at Jesus' feet. Your blessing on me again, Master and Savior, and my kiss again to you, and she kisses his hands. Go, he says, be happy and good, a good daughter, then a good wife, and then a good mother. Teach your future children my name and my doctrine. Peace to you and to your mother. Peace and blessings to all those who are friends of God. Peace also to you, Alexander. And Jesus goes away. Have you been speaking to the Roman? asks Judas Iscariot. Yes, says Jesus. He has an honest heart, and he is seeking the truth. Judas sighs. Why are you sighing, Judas? asks the Lord. I am sighing because I wish our people would seek the truth. Instead they evade it, or sneer at it, or remain indifferent. I feel discouraged. 
I feel as if I do not want to come back here again, but do nothing else but listen to you. In any case, as a disciple, I am good for nothing. And the Lord says, And do you think that I am very successful? Do not be discouraged, Judas. It is the struggle of the apostolate. There are more defeats than victories. Defeats here. Up there, there are always victories. The Father sees your good will, and even if you are not successful, he blesses you just the same. Oh, says Judas Iscariot, you are good, and he kisses his hand. Will I ever become good? And the Lord says, Yes, if you want to. I think I have been good these past days, says Judas Iscariot. I suffered to be so, because I have many desires, but I always thought of you. Persist then, says the Lord. You give me so much joy. I am happy to be with you. I am glad that I am going to my mother, and that I have spoken of the truth to an honest man. Yes, I am happy. If you knew what it is for me to do my mission and see souls coming to it, that is, to the Father, you would follow me more and more with your souls. So here Jesus is talking about being grateful even for the little things, being perseverant even if you don't see the product of your hard work, knowing that God blesses you in your ministry, in your teachings, in your faithfulness, in your service to the Lord, in whatever way you serve Him. He will always bless you and care for you and ask you not to be discouraged if you don't see the fruits of your labor. Just be faithful and committed. So I say to you all, many blessings to you. Go with God.